I think right now is a really trying time for people. I mean, we, we know it's really trying people. And you're seeing a lot of people suffering from a lot, whether it's a financial struggle or an emotional struggle or psychological. At the end of the day, it's really hard to balance everything you're going through, to put a finger sometimes, on, even on some of the feelings that you're having. And what today's podcast is going to be about, it's going to be about giving you at least seven tips of advice of what to do if you're struggling with kind of that lockdown blues or anxiety or issues around what's going on in the state of the world today. I know in the U.S. we just recently yesterday had a huge announcement from the president that has a lot of people kind of up in arms. And so no matter where you are, whether you're in the U.K. or in the U.S. or Australia, I know they're going through tough times now. Anywhere in the world where you are right now, where you are going through the struggles of lockdown and what's going on, we want to give you some very clear tips and advice of exactly what you can do to manage your emotions and make sure that you're taking care of yourself and feeling better inshallah. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week about topics on love, marriage, parenting, life hacks. Today's a definite life hack day. We're going over what you can do if you're really being affected by the lockdown, um, no matter what you're going through, kind of an Islamic approach on how to manage your emotions. And while I think some of that stuff has come out in the beginning when COVID first um, took shape, Now that things have been carrying on a while, and some people are going through a lot, you know, like some people have a lockdown, then it opens up, then a lockdown. It's it's almost toying with our emotions sometimes. It's really, really difficult to to weather. Um, Today, we're going to talk about some reminders and tips on what to do if you're not feeling so emotionally well. You're like overwhelmed about it. You're basically anxious about it or you're getting depressed about it. We totally understand you and have you in our du'as. Um, right before I start, I do want to say that thank you so much for so many of you guys that have been sending me so many messages saying that all of the episodes lately have really been hitting home, like the ones on like being in dark places or struggling with spouses. A lot of people are asking me for so much more help on having a tough time with their marriage. And um, I'm going to touch on that a bit today in the episode as well. Like if you're having relationship problems, that could be rooted in some of your emotions wrapped around what's going on with you locally, right? Due to due to COVID-19 and everything that's that's happening with the vaccinations and all that. And we want to just really just acknowledge that for people that are going through that. Now, what I want to tell you right before we start is we have on October 19th, today's the first day I ever actually said an actual date. I know I've been like alluding to October, but about October 19th, we are coming out with a free class on how to help fix your marriage. Basically, it's called Marriage Boost, and it's going to help you to get the information on how to improve your marriage and um, live closer to the Sunnah and the Quran within 30 days. We have the information for you guys. I know you guys are going to get really excited about that. We'll be talking about that when it gets closer. And for people who are reverts, just so you know, if you're in Thrive Muslima, we have new classes that are coming out um, mid-October as well. Look out for those. If you're not sure, DM us on Instagram or um, email us and ask our team at mindfulness at mindful-muslima at M-U-S-L-I-M-A-H dot com. And lastly, the book club. So many of you guys have gotten in there. We've been taking what books you want, the times, everything. Keep giving us your suggestions. That will begin September 26th. If you're not already on the list, 
get on that list so you could be with us all because we're going to be talking about how to move you through different things, whether you're struggling with your personal relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your relationship with yourself, with other people you love, with in-laws, with your community, with your kids. It's going to be kind of well-rounded because so far, so many of you, I'm not going to give it away yet, picked a book. That is very well-rounded, mashallah, tabarakallah. And so far, we have a lot of votes for this particular book. And I'll unveil that soon if that's the book, but I'm letting the women pick the book. So we're not done yet tallying up the scores, but definitely get on the um, wait list and let us know what book you want and the time. And then very close to September 26th, we'll tally it all up and we'll make the announcement and we'll open the doors. All right, excited to be with you guys then. All right, so today we're going to talk about about seven tips that if you're not feeling so good during the time of COVID-19, what you can do. So let's dive right into that. My first piece of advice is to really get clear on where your biggest anxieties are. I cannot tell you how I get a lot of calls, right? And consultations like you guys know all the time. Women are calling me for one problem, but by the time we're done unpacking their situation, and this is why it's always good to get nasiha and help from somebody else. You guys know I have free 15-minute calls. I'm helping tons of you. We've had an astronomical amount of women calling from the UK. I would say right now, even though like we're in the US here in New York City, probably about I don't know, 75% of the women calling us are from the UK. Um, it's very interesting. And so at the end of the day, we have women coming from all over the world, from India, Nigeria, um, you know, Mexico. We have women calling from all over the world, Bangladesh, Pakistan. We have women from everywhere, Canada, but just very, very big amount. And a lot of people I'm talking to are going through a lot in their marriages. They're going through a lot in their relationships. They're on the verge of divorces. And I think COVID, we're underestimating how much it's affecting us. So you might, you know, have these different layers of sadness for periods of time. And maybe you're bickering with your husband and maybe you're fighting with your husband in your marriage. But really the underlying anger or anxiety or fear is rooted in your concerns about the lockdown and COVID-19. Like some people are suppressing those emotions. They're getting up every day and they're going to work, right? They're raising their kids. They're pushing through. They're pushing, pushing, pushing. But deep down inside, they have a lot of worries and that's totally normal, okay? So my first piece of advice is get clear as much as you can on what is really affecting you. And you can do this in many ways. I'll give you one that I suggest often. We have a free downloadable PDF right on our website, www.mindful-muslim.com. We have an entire YouTube video about it. It's actually how to, um, how to feel better fast or how to get rid of negative emotions fast. It really, really does work. It's something that helped me, if you guys know from previous podcasts, out of some of my deepest, darkest times. It was literally like sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and now I share it with everyone else. It's a free downloadable we have with a four point system. But somehow getting a hold of yourself, whether it's through journaling or even prayer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can go there on the website and download that one. It's called, I think, how to get rid of negative emotions fast or how to feel better fast. You'll find it right there is like the first row of free PDFs. We have an entire resource section of tons of free stuff for parenting and everything else. So no matter what you're going through, you'll find a little gem there for you for free to download. So definitely, definitely go there. We have the link in the show notes, but you could DM me if you're struggling to find it, www.mindful-muslima.com. But definitely getting to the depth of what you're truly upset about right now, you're afraid of. What is the, think about the worst case scenario that you're upset about that your mind just 
keeps coming back to over and over. You just keep like replaying those thoughts and you can't seem to escape your mind, right? Does that happen to you? A lot of people describe that. That's very, very normal. And in the, um, I know you guys have been loving those of you who have been in it, our um, emotions program that we have and how to master your emotions. We're bringing that one back out on in November, inshallah, because we, we do it, um, how do you say it, like only once a year. We teach women that a lot about how those negative automatic thoughts are just going to keep tripping you up unless you interject. So here we are just suggesting to you that you stop pushing through and pretending it's not bothering you and sit down with yourself. If you can do it yourself with the journal, with the four point journaling, I think you're gonna get down to some stuff. And if you just want some help, you can definitely schedule a 15 minute call with me and I'll help you work through it. A lot of people just wanna take some nasiha, that's fine. But definitely stop ignoring it. That's my first, very first tip, okay? Let's get on to the second one. Because if, if, if you don't acknowledge it, you really can't fix it, right? It's kind of like I was telling somebody the other day, it's kind of like an alcoholic, right? Um, and I'm not calling anybody an alcoholic, obviously, right? I'm saying like, if you don't acknowledge the problem, you're not going to try to address it. So let's first say, okay, I don't feel so well. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me. I'm not broken. I'm not a bad person. I just don't feel so well and I deserve to feel well and I need to do something about it. So let me sit with myself. And like I said, if that's a a, a difficult, I have people calling me saying, look, I've never done this in my life. I've never talked to anybody. Even my mom doesn't know what I'm about to tell you. Even my husband doesn't know what I'm about to tell you. My best friend, I just can't share these feelings with anyone. I've never gone for help before. I said, it's okay. I'm here. So if that's you too, definitely don't feel shy. I get those calls all the time and everything is incredibly confidential. So don't worry. But anyway, Number two um, is I want you to really take um, stock of how much social media is affecting you. Now, I say that because sometimes it's exacerbating feelings that we're already having and it's really just making it worse. And why do I say that? Because look, guys, there's some people that I know right now, they're glued to the news. They want to know what's the next thing that's going to happen. And the next thing, oh my gosh, there's a announcement about a vaccination, an announcement about a a mandate or a regulation, whatever they want to call it today, you know, like, or something else or something else and the new numbers and the new Delta variant, the new, like, it's just like anxiety over anxiety. And so, um, I don't know who to believe and I don't know who to whatever, like, and please guys, like, that's not the topic I'm into, but I want you to know that these are things that we want to acknowledge are happening and you might just be overwhelmed right now. So maybe social media, you need to just back up off it a little bit because I have personally have family members that are suffering from anxiety because of that. And if you ever ask them, what do they do? They spend their time watching Fox News and CNN all day. And it's just like they're constantly anxious. And I'm like, but why do you watch that all day? Like, take a break, read, walk. Um, Oh, I need to know what's happening next. So be really careful you don't fall into that cycle. It's very dangerous. And the other thing with, you know, things like Instagram or YouTube, like people are always showing their best face, right? So let's pretend you feel super horrible, right? And then you go on Instagram and people have like perfect, you know, skin and hair and teeth and lives and their bedroom's amazing and everything's made and their kitchen's gorgeous. It just makes you feel a lot worse, especially if you're in a really bad place. So definitely step away if you need to. The world will still be there when you get back. Take care of yourself, all right? So my first tip was, let's get to the bottom of it. Let's stop pretending we don't feel like we do. Number two, 
you, you might need to regulate the information that's coming into your life every day, your ears, your eyes, you know, all that. And if social media is doing more harm than good right now, maybe you need to regulate how much time a day you're spending on it. The third piece of advice I want to give you is I want to remind everybody that in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that we made mankind anxious, right? So it's very normal for you to have fear, anxiety, but it's not healthy or good or okay in Islam to stay in it. It's not okay. It's not good for you. All right. Now, because Allah is admitting to us that this is the nature of man, um, it means that we're naturally propelled into even times when there's nothing as extreme as COVID and stuff like that, just this regular difficult thing that happens. And then the lockdown comes in and you are already born anxious. It's part of our human nature. And now it's just more and more and more. So if you don't stay conscious of it, we, you know, we, we can feel like there's something wrong with us. Not that it's just like a biological normalcy, right? So, so what should we do? now that we know is we have to just keep reminding ourselves that as much as we might feel like things are out of control, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always in control. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees the state of the world and he's always in control. Some people question, well, then why this and why that? Listen to me. I remember a long time ago when I was six months pregnant with my first child. And I was telling the story just the other day to somebody who was really going through a rough time. I said it was Back when I was younger, very young, I think I was 19, I got married that time, and I was, I was, it was really winter time. The, wind, the, the, the snow was coming down. I remember I had just stopped off at like a 7-Eleven, if you guys know what that is, and I got a nice cup of hot chocolate. And I was going down the road, and I was driving with my cousin. I was taking her to work or something. It was very early in the morning, and I had another child in the back seat. It was, it was her child. And she said, make a left here. And they, like very last minute thing they told me. And I went to make a last minute turn and somebody who was driving that was definitely far away from us enough where it was safe for me to still make the turn must have been barreling down the highway. And I didn't see it because of the weather. They hit the car and I went spinning into 360s. Let's just say like the hot chocolate. I mentioned it's like hot chocolate. It was like flipping all over the car and it was all over. I remember opening my eyes because I remember my head just was spinning and looking at the windshield and it was just covered in hot chocolate and I couldn't see and I, could, I didn't realize what happened you know what hits you so fast in accidents really really scary and I looked at my cousin and they and, and my seats were actually squished together you know you have like a middle console the person hit is probably like 60 70 miles an hour right in the middle of the car so my cousin got pinned on the side and then our two seats got smashed together in the middle console got completely destroyed that's just how powerful it was and then oh my gosh I remember now I told you that the baby was in the back it turns out that we had we thought the baby was in the back because we were just so rattled but we had just dropped the baby off and they said I don't want to turn around because like the whole back of the car was missing and they were like if we had not just dropped the baby off the baby would not have survived now, I was going through a really rough time in my life at that time. Like my, um, I was really not financially well off. I was newly married. If you know anything about like just getting married, nobody's financially stable. I was clearly young enough where I was, um, I was in college still at the time, but I was married and I, I didn't have a degree or anything like I have now, you know, and I, I was not financially stable. And that was my little Camry. It was only $3,000 and it was totally crashed. It was totaled. On top of that, I was six months pregnant. I remember getting outside the car and the guy who had hit us, he looked at me and he said, oh my gosh, maybe you need to go to the hospital. And I'm like, what? 
and he's like, maybe you should go to the hospital. And I looked at my body. I remember going, oh, my God. It was like, did something happen? Is one of my legs missing? I, I just thought maybe I was in shock. And then I looked at myself, and I was like, no, I'm okay. And he's like, no, you need to go to the hospital. I'm like, okay, why do you say that? And he's like, you're six, you're like, he didn't say you're six months pregnant. Like I knew I was six months pregnant. He's like, you're pregnant. And then I looked down and I was like, oh yeah, because I didn't show a lot. I didn't show too much, but he could tell I was pregnant. I guess the way I was standing him. So I was like, okay. And so I, I was very young, you know, naive. And I went to the hospital and, and lo and behold, when I got to the hospital, I was um, having early labor the hit because that's what happens to you just if you're not familiar if you have a very large shock that's why like when you go to like um six flags great adventure some type of a theme park you were pregnant you can't go on the rides you can induce you obviously hurt the baby but um you can also induce labor so i had early labor and obviously you can't have a baby at six months that's not a healthy time i mean you can have it but it's obviously not very safe and so um, they had to give me medicine to stop the labor now why am i telling you this story what does it have to do with feeling out of control and down and everything in a mess and, and reminding you that Allah is always in control. I remember that time in my life, my in, initial reaction is, oh my gosh, now my car's totaled. I have no money. I have no way to get to work. Um, I'm, you know, I almost like died. My baby almost like got, like, you know, it's like, I'm thinking of all these horrible things. All I could see was the bad, but I didn't know what Allah had protected me from. So as we're thinking the world is crazy, Allah can see the ghaib. He knows the next step. So what happened was it just turned out that down the road, right, a cup, like a, maybe a half a mile or a mile up, there was a similar accident to mine. And it was like a 10-wheeler truck. Like if I would have made the turn then, which I had initially intended to, but my cousin told me to turn fast and then I got thrown off and then I couldn't see in the snow, um, I would not be alive. Allahu alam, but like the impact of that one, I don't think that person survived. So my point is sometimes bad things happen and we don't know why. And Rasul said, sometimes there is something that you dislike that it is in it much good. And so we don't know the whole story of what's going on right now in the world, right? But we do know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us and that our faith in him is more important now than ever, right? So just a little reminder to those of you who feel like the world is a little bit out of control and, and you're not sure what's going to happen tomorrow and that, that whole thought of that really, really makes you anxious. Just remember Allah is always in control. Everybody is right where they need to be. We're going to be just fine. And the next thing I kind of want to just remind everybody of is that... You know, I would suggest to people to also take stock of the people around you. So here's the thing. And, and then the irony is like some of this is going to be family, right? Um, sometimes when you're going through really bad times or you're not feeling yourself at your best, um, you don't realize it because you're so into your emotions and kind of what you're going through that you're around really toxic people. Matter of fact, um, I'm going to put something on Instagram maybe in the upcoming weeks about toxic people and kind of the effects and why it's really important to take stock of who's toxic around you. And it's funny enough, like sometimes I say that to women, like, do you think you're around really other people right now that could be like making your situation worse? And they're like, oh yeah. And they're like, Psh, but it's my mom or, oh, it's my husband or it's my brother-in-law, like, they live with us, like, and everybody's like, yeah, those people are, like, in my house, like, I can't escape them, and then the next question always comes, which is, like, and how obligated to them am I, you know, I've had people talk to me about that all the time, 
you know, I'm supposed to like respect my mother-in-law, but she's incredibly toxic. She's always telling me I'm fat and I'm ugly and my kids this and that. And I just, I have to still talk to her and hang out with her for hours a day. Like, aren't I obligated for this and that? And my thing to say to women is when it comes to religious obligations, obviously let's not forget our scholars. That's why they are here, right? You don't need like Instagrammers and podcasters and YouTubers, I'm sorry, to give you information on Islamic law and rights. That's definitely not anyone's place, right? But what I do remind people of, and especially of things that I'm 100% sure of, is that there is something called a beautiful distance. And sometimes, depending on your situation, right? I don't know yours right now, and you don't know mine, but like depending on your situation, there might be some call for this beautiful distance where you are allowed to take some time out and you can give those people their haq, you can give them their rights up to what is allowable, and after that, keep a beautiful distance. If they are truly um, damaging and toxic and abusive and all these things. So definitely look into that. And I want you to just self-assess right now who those people might be, and just really acknowledge how much they might be affecting you maybe more than you realize. Like, obviously, you know they're affecting you, but like, maybe it's more than you realize. And maybe you need to create a beautiful distance. But definitely, if it's something, you know, with, with legalities around it or something, check with the scholar. But it's really, really important that we have the answer to this question because um, it's really something that sometimes does more to us than we realize. And I'm, I just want to say to women who are asking about this, I'm incredibly impressed with you. I'm incredibly impressed that you're looking to find out if you're giving people their rights. That is really beautiful. But I also want you to remember that your rights matter too, and you have to take care of yourself as well. All right. So just a couple more tips here. Tip number five, pleasing um, Allah is important, but I want people to know that Allah is also happy that you are taking care of yourself. Sometimes you are doing more than you need to do right now. Sometimes it's not the season. I've talked to women before about this. People tend to think like, oh, I'm never going to do this in my life. Everything's messed up. Let me give you a perfect example right now. Like right now with COVID-19, a lot of people, doubt and hopelessness is creeping into people. Perfect example is people looking for marriage, right? You feel me? You with me right now? If you are looking to get married, you're like, it's COVID-19. I can't go outside. I can't go to meetings and socials and all this. Like I'm never going to find someone. I want to ask you a question. Do you think there were never plagues in history before? There were things that happened. You think a law doesn't know what's going to happen tomorrow or yesterday? I mean, how little credit are we giving to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? There is no epidemic, plague, anything that is ever going to stop Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasul he said, right? Even if the nations were gathered together to help you, they couldn't accept if Allah allowed. And even if the nations were gathered against you to harm you, they couldn't accept Allah allowed. Right? The pens have been lifted, the pages have dried. Like, you keep thinking you have something to do with your success, or I keep thinking, right? Allah is in control of that. And so, if Allah wants to make you get married tomorrow, you can, sis. Maybe you just need a little finesse. And a lot of you guys know in our program where we teach women on how to get married, right, by the Quran and Sunnah, a lot of people are just going about the wrong way. When I come across sisters, there's one of two things they're doing. They're either totally doing it in haram way and they end up in very bad situations and they wonder how I got there. Case in point. I have women and maybe I'm going to be doing a podcast like this in the upcoming months on like all these apps, right? Everybody wants to ask me like, what should I do? Should I go on those apps? I'm not going to talk about that right now because I'm going to talk about it in a couple months, maybe a month or two or whatever in uh, closer to December when I go into that topic a bit more. But what I want you to know is sometimes 
it's not the app. Sometimes it's what we're doing on the app. Sometimes it's how deep we're going in the app, if you know what I'm saying. And so a lot of people are caught up in a lot of crazy stuff right now. And they're feeling really guilty. And they're feeling horrible. But they're like, what else can I do? You know, like, it's COVID. I got to do this. But do you, though? Do you have to do this? You see, there's a lack of trust and reliance on a lot at a level where people feel desperate. And they feel hopeless. And that's a very dangerous thing. It'll make you do things that you normally wouldn't do as a female. It would make you do things that you normally wouldn't do as a good Muslim. It's that shaitan, right? Always making you feel like, you know, you're going to be poor or you're going to be this or no one's ever going to marry you or you're too old or you're too, you already got divorced so no one's going to marry you again or, you know, like you're not pretty enough. No one's asked you yet. You keep talking to that guy, but it's been like two years and he, he doesn't even try to really marry you. You know, like, this is very much related to that. So what I want to remind people is that, you know, we really, really have to be careful of how we are responding to our stress and putting ourselves out there. And um, it's just, it's, it can be very, very dangerous. All right. And um, last two things is that when you feel like your world is out of control and there's no solution, I want you to remember that there is always a solution to every problem. At the end of the day, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made solutions out there. And he said that if you have faith in him, that he will bring you help from places you couldn't imagine. And a lot of you guys know that. Like, for example, when we help women get married, when I say help women get married, I mean, call me up and I'm going to match you up with a spouse. That's not what I'm talking about. That is not the service we have here. We educate women to empower them so that they don't have to rely on other people to know how to do things. So, for example, I have like young girls in university relying on their parents to help them find a guy but their parents don't really do it the islamic way they do it the cultural way they go like and then they end up in in a bit of a mess and then they don't realize it's because the whole process was wrong so we educate women so they don't have to rely on themselves or the media or parents it's like it's not that these things aren't excellent things to do it's just that sometimes um we are finding that actually 90 percent of the times the families are incorporating so much culture so much culture into the process that it is overstepping the islamic boundaries and what you need to do as a female is you need to know what the quran actually says and what the sunnah actually says and how to apply it in 2021 so the same thing with covid right oh fear anxiety trauma vaccines mandates like okay but how are you supposed to digest that fear and apply it to your daily life that's what we're here to teach women how to how to manage that in a way where you could still be modern and all that stuff but not compromise your islamic identity and and your lifestyle to the point where you're like starting to live out of congruence and what does that mean like look i know girls who know it's not good to do xyz who is no it's not too good to get suppressed lose hope get suicidal date guys like they know all this stuff is not really right but they just feel like they're put in this position where they have to get to that level and it's just like, you know, what can they do? And then when you do that, you have this inner conflict, right? Where you just feel like always horrible about yourself. You're always like guilty. Allah's not going to love me. You know, like whatever. I'm so bad. Like I can't even get back. I don't even want to pray anyway. Like shaitan is eating on you. And that's because you're living out of congruence. And, and the, that really means, in case you're curious, is when you, your core beliefs, like I believe it's not okay to sleep with guys before marriage okay that's my core belief but then i'm doing that i would be that you know like there's a lot of girls in that situation so that's why that's the only thing i'll say that's like a buzzword here today but like just calling it out there 
or they're like dabbling with this guy or texting with this guy and they know they're not really supposed to do that, but then they're doing it. That's living out of congruence and you feel off. You just feel like everything's gray. Like you can't make clear decisions. You want to know what are the number one things women say to me when I ask them, how can I help you today? Like, what would you like to get out of this consultation? They say, I want clarity. I want to feel clear. I want to feel sure. I want to have confidence in my decision and and make sure I'm doing the right thing. And I love that about our women. I'm so proud of them that they are seeking information, even if it means putting themselves out there and sometimes admitting some of their sins, not all, but you admitting some, just to find out how to deal with things. You know, that is the thing we're supposed to do. We're supposed to try to seek knowledge and that's what they're doing. So bravo to them. But yeah, we have to be really careful. And um, lastly, in this last one, I want to speak to the people that are feeling like they're suffering from being tired all the time or, you know, having headaches and pains and all these things that seem to have come up since you're on lockdown. And so when, so you don't feel as maybe as mentally well as you typically would. And maybe you're starting to let some things go. Maybe you're starting to let your diet go a bit. You know, you're in lockdown all the time, can't really exercise or, you know, you start to to. to sit on the couch and veg out and eat and watch multiple videos or TikToks or whatever. And the time is running. And slowly, maybe you're doing some weight gain or maybe slowly like you're starting to not feel so well physically. And, you know, we have to be really careful that we are keeping with our health practices that will actually improve our overall emotion. Because, you know, when you're not physically fit, and I'm just this is me speaking from as a person who loves to work out now because I see the benefits in it, but I didn't always like to do that. That's not always been exactly my cup of tea, right? But in the past, maybe 10 to 15 years, I've caught on because I've noticed when I feel good physically, like my husband and I, because we definitely work out together. And this is something I'll tell you of how we did that with COVID, but like uh, COVID um, lockdown, not like we had COVID, right? So like we would um, make it a priority because um, as you feel physically fit, you feel mentally sharper. You feel like more positive it's just it's a scientific fact it's the studies have been done so in covid what we noticed right away was we weren't able to work out like we normally did and stuff because all the restrictions and um we started to get a little bit depressed about it we felt that come on we started to feel ourselves get out of shape gain weight and instantly our mental health started to plummet we just felt it creep in because we're constantly mindful and that's what we're all about here in the podcast right mindful muslim is all about staying conscious like that muraqaba that that mindfulness where you just don't let yourself go as stuff creeps in and that's why our number one tip was get a hold on what's going on with you don't deny it don't push it down anymore don't try to you know go right through it like like slow down your feelings matter your health matters I know everybody needs you right now or maybe you feel obligated to people, but, but your health and your well-being, it's important. And if you don't prioritize it, who will, right? I've been exercising like regularly in COVID after the first week or two or three, we felt it. We went out, we got equipment, we, we, we changed our routine up. You see, when you have things coming at your life, you know who are the people who survive? The people who are agile, the people who run with the punches. They're like, all right. I can't run to the left anymore. I, I better learn how to run to the right then. Or, you know, I, I can't do it this way. I better learn how to do it that way. But it's the people who sit and wallow in it like, oh, I can't. It's never going to get better. It's that fixed mindset. You guys might have heard me in other podcasts talk about the growth mindset. The growth mindset, people are going to say, 
there's a solution. I just haven't found it yet. Which one are you? Are you the person who thinks like that? Because that's the person that is not going to get depressed long term. That's the person who's not going to get caught up in the anxiety of this whole situation. They're going to be Allah Kareem. Allah Kareem. Allah knows best. Whatever Allah says, I'm going to figure it out. This is all can be figured out. And this is not the first time the world has been through something. And, you know, I just need to focus on responding appropriately. What does Allah say to do? Okay, I'm going to do that. And a lot of people don't know what Allah thinks they should do right now. They just start freaking out. So we have to just remember the Quran and Sunnah, right? What does it say? Allah said, I made mankind anxious. But then he also said, have patience, right? And you have like this, this immense reward. And also to, to put your faith and trust in Allah, right? And focus on the good. So here's the thing. When you are focusing on the good, you do not have time to see the bad. So while your life might be difficult right now, uh, how about we give Allah credit for what's good? Right? Maybe if you still have food on the table, you still have a house. There's people in the world without that. Go back to the basics. Think about what's good. But definitely I want to remind people, keeping your physical health up, your immunity in this time, I want you to eat well. A lot of people, you know, a lot of doctors are complaining that when it comes to COVID, nobody's educating the population on how to stay healthy. All right? We need to dress appropriately for the weather. We have to eat the right foods, get those vitamins in, fresh fruits and veg, all that stuff. You have to do that. You have to exercise. And then your mental health and well-being will follow. And your spiritual well-being, keep up on your pleasure. Like, keep physically fit, mentally fit, psychologically fit. Don't let this get to you. Some people say, well, maybe that's easy for you. But you don't know what it's like over here. Guys, I'm in New York City. This is a place where they're locking us down more than anywhere else. They just put regulations on us that if everybody's not vaccinated, you can't even go out and to the restaurants. You can't go in public. They're, it, they're, they're making all kinds of restrictions every day. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. They're driving everybody crazy with all the different ups and downs. And so if, if, you, if you're not agile in this environment, you must be like, oh my goodness, what is happening? So you have to learn how to run with the punches, stay mindful, stay positive, and always think well of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's our Rabb. He loves us more than anything. All right. So just a couple reminders today to let you know that take care of yourself, regulate yourself. If social media is getting too much, you might need to cut it out. Pay attention to how long you're on it. If you have toxic people around you, you might want to just create a beautiful distance. If you know all these different suggestions, at least you could walk away with one of them, two of them, if you want to take all seven of them. But they're my gifts for you today because I love you for the sake of Allah. I want you to feel well. And I want you to know that things are going to be better, inshallah. Just keep the positive thoughts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All right, guys, I will catch you in the next podcast. Have an amazing weekend. You make sure to do something that you love. Please also, a bonus tip When the world feels out of control, it's really good to create a schedule at home because it helps you feel like there is some form of control. Don't use it as a crutch, obviously, but it's definitely, definitely a healthy thing to do. And in that schedule, what I want you to do is I want you to schedule something to look forward to. How about that? I don't care if it's if it's like something that's a nice walk outside or, you know, going outside for some ice cream if you're able or meeting up with a friend if it's allowed, you know, depending on the regulations you have. I want you to put something in your schedule that you could look forward to. Enough of this doom and gloom. You know, there are still good things to do out in the world. Enjoy yourself. Create happy moments and things to look forward to. And focus on what's good in your life more than, than what's bad and not working right now. 
things will change, right? The only thing constant in the world is change. So you got to roll with the punches. Got to learn how to be agile. I know you can do it. You've done so many things before. This is just another thing to add to your to your tool belt, right? Okay. Don't forget, guys, get in the book club so you can be with us live. We're going to be going live. Now, it usually happens on Sundays, but like I said, I'm letting the women pick the days. But be with us. Don't be alone. There's no need. We have tons of sisters on there. We have awesome conversations. And then at the same time, I want to remind you too, if you want help with your marriage, if that's something you're struggling with, get on the wait list for the Marriage Boost. We'll put these things below. We'll have them in our stories and Instagram. And if you're a revert, don't be alone. We're starting classes. Be with us and your sisters. All right? Love you guys for the sake of Allah. I'll talk to you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.